Welcome to episode 11 of That Reminds Me Of. We are looking today at La Llorona. La Llorona. Hey, we got, the, we got the title of the episode right today as well, this episode. That's, that's exciting. Yeah, well, that's that. I think that's because I was running that show. <laughs> that's because you did it. Never let, never let you do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Keep me away from the introduction, clearly. La Llorona. The, which the is only a- way, the only way I know how to, well, not not how to pronounce it, but how to rhyme it is by thinking La Sh- uh, My Sharona. Yes, I love it. Uh, or Corona, My Corona. My Corona, correct. Because it's, it's, it's is a, well, it's not Mexican, it's Guatemalan, but um, mm. I think some of the film was made in Mexico, I saw in there. And apologies for... I'm going to make this apology on behalf of you as well for pronunciation ahead of time. Great idea. Yeah? Great idea. We're going to mess it all up as usual. Um, and I noticed when I was listening back to them talk about Yorona, Yorona yes. they were saying Girona or Girona or something like that. So I think that's just like a, I don't know. a, a slangy dialect. Um, okay. So similar to how, you know, we, we in Australia might say Saturday. Okay, cool. Because when I was when I learnt Spanish, mm. two L's was a Y sound or a L sound. So that's all I got. That's all I know. Yeah, I think it's La Llorona. Okay, great, great. Decided. Well, well my, my wife is from the country next door, from El Salvador. Oh, really? So they're one and the same. You, you would think I'd do a better job. She should know. She should know. Did she tell you? Oh, no, she told me. I just yeah. can't. Uh, pronounce what she tells me it really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's that's, that's fine. We've re- we've come across this so many times in this show already. <laughs> like uh, Korean names, couldn't say yeah. those. You know, so you know, whatever. It's to be expected yep. now. We're we're just French, too Aussie. French titles, do? French titles, mm. big time. Uh, we couldn't even say duh properly, so. <laughs> instead of the so there you go that's true it's just who we are we just should, we have to embrace it now yeah we can do our best each time that's what we'll promise you yeah okay mate so <laughs> <laughs> can't even do Aussie properly <laughs> can't even do that right no oh what do you do what do you do so um this was this this is the second film in the dark thriller pack that we have watched as part yes. of the myth 68 and a half film festival experience which has been pretty great so far and I think we should talk about what this film was about before we talk about what we thought of the film. Should we do a yeah. little synopsis? I think it's your turn to do a synopsis for this All one. Right. So go go for it. Okay. So the film is set in Guatemala. Uh, now, I had a date in mind and it's lost on me now. Do you remember? when? I, I don't, but it would have to be it's fairly, 70s, 80s. Yeah, that, that feels about right. So... Um, the film follows a family and the head of the family is, uh, he was a dictator, I guess. He's mm. General um, Enrique, right? Uh, and he has since retired or has been overthrown. He's probably not been overthrown, but he's just not in power anymore. That That's the feeling you get, right? Or because he's sick, he's lost his kind of power. Um, mm. And uh, he's currently sort of going to court because there's, there's charges against him, um, he's got Alzheimer's, and at this time in his life, 
his family all kind of huddled around him and social unrest happening on the streets of Guatemala all around their compound, a ghost from his past decides to visit (laughs) and haunt the family. And I don't know why it's now, why she's waited this long, but she has. And uh, what you end up with is a, a female victim from his sort of pillaging and raping days who's come and entered his house in the guise of a servant and she slowly starts to unravel the whole family. And there's a constant threat of awful things that might happen, but it's a very restrained film. Not actually very much happens. There's just a lot of kind of maybes and, you know, uh, promises of, of mayhem that don't quite pan out the way you think they are. Yeah, in, in many respects that's a bit the same as the, the last film that we reviewed. Mm, that's uh, right. Gross plays Julie, this, uh, yeah, always sort of, what's the word? <laughs> threatening, threatening me, for something to happen. To me it's a theme of, of this, this pack of films. I think they're mm. quite well themed in, in yeah. that they're, they're, they are dark thrillers but they're also very restrained dark thrillers. Like there's not a lot of bang going on there's a lot of threat but not a lot of bang is does that what is that what uh psychological thriller kind of means i guess so yeah although i still expect in a in a psychological thriller for uh for some for some sort of massive payoff towards the end yeah Mm. interesting the, the interesting thing for this one for me is that it is well and truly uh grounded in real history events yeah like the, the um uh the mayan holocaust so where, where they've you know killed killed a whole bunch of this native population yep. in guatemala so and I, I don't know i don't know if the characters are real or based on or, or what they are but yeah um, but I was, the, I've the events meaning- i think are real I've been meaning to look up Don Enrique if there was if he was a if there was any sort of reality there if he's a fictitious, uh, mm. you know, dictator that they've used to sort of get the same concept across. Do you know? No, no, I don't. But the the, the fact that it's so rooted in in history like that, it did make me think of one one thing, and that's with all the the mayhem in America at the moment with Black Lives Matter type stuff. Uh, I was watching something recently that was talking about um, killings in American history, and the, the you'd have African American people who weren't aware of these atrocities that happened in their towns, you know, maybe a hundred years ago, or whatever it might be, and they're they're horrified because the history books haven't taught them this this important stuff about their history. So in, in watching this one, I felt, wow, that's so awful. Why on earth do I not know this? Yeah. You know, how how is it that, you know, we're having to fumble around and say, you know, is it is that real or is it based on like, right? We should they should have a better better PR, you know, that yeah. this has happened. Um and there's so many things like that around the world, but that to me was almost the the point of the film. <laughs> So I, I struggled with um, 
I think I read in a review somewhere, it might have been in the Myth on the Myth site, it blends poetics and politics. And I mainly saw politics. Mm, and, yeah, and, interesting. Yeah, I think I I think I agree. It 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 was hard to judge what we were watching exactly without having a better understanding of what the politics of that country is and what the history is, because uh, it felt it felt almost preachy at times, and but you don't if if, if you're not intimate with it, you don't really know what it's preaching about and if where it's sort of taking license and where it isn't, and yeah, so you, yeah. I I agree. I I found it a little confusing at times in that respect. Uh, I also found that as a psych, it's more of a paranormal thriller, really, isn't it? Like mm. as a paranormal thriller, it was it was leaning on a lot of other films that have come from the come in the past, and it was doing a lot of the same little, you know, yeah. creepy turns that you expect in these films, and the same almost jump scares, and you know, haunting. So I guess like flashbacks to the past and that's why the haunting's happening and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but it didn't seem to really do that well enough to sort of stand on as stand as a paranormal thriller on its own two feet, mm. um, which is, which again is why it felt a little muddled and confused. Like it, like, are we watching something about the politics of this time mm. or is it, or is it, a, is it being a paranormal thriller? Didn't really feel like it was doing either very yeah. well, you know? You've just nailed my problem with it, I think, yeah. and the main problem being it not doing the, you know, the conjuring sort of horror thing well enough to be classed as that. I probably would have preferred it as a, you know, documentary style about the... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. About the actual thing that happened. I think one of the clever... Th so while it didn't while it didn't nail all of those elements, it did some clever things. And one of them was I, I really enjoyed the moment where, well, probably just back to the beginning a little mm. bit. The, I think one of the more interesting characters in this film is the wife of Absolutely. The, the dictator. Like she's, and the film opens on her. So I think the filmmaker knew she was the most interesting character. And she was also yeah. probably the one that, a little bit happens with the daughter as well, but she's probably the one that learns the most and kind of is most impacted and probably the most, um, probably most able to accept the, the kind of the guilt and the charges laid against the family. Cause the husband's too far gone by that point. He's mm. like off in his own la la land. Whereas she's the one who can kind of accept the charges laid against them by this ghost in, in a yeah. way. Um, and the film starts on her and the film kind of ends on her as well. So I think the filmmaker knew what he was doing there. Um, and did that well. Her yes. narrative arc was really, really solid. Yeah, totally. One of the really interesting choices that I liked was that the flashbacks at a certain point of the the ghost's past uh, mm. suddenly throws this woman, the wife of the dictator, into the role of the um, Mayan mother who's being yeah, dragged around yeah. by soldiers and beaten, watching her kids getting killed and all this awful stuff. And But she's playing the part and I just thought that was really cool. That was such a great move. Yeah, it was cool. And when you when you compare it to the first scene when she's there praying in a really, uh, really upper-class kind of environment where she's got all her, 
everything together and it there's such a fall from fall from, not it's not really a fall from grace it's just a uh, an unraveling of all the artifice to where to the point that she sees what has really ha- happened and what you know what the world is what her husband is and like at the start she's defending him isn't she she is yeah 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 she's saying well that's what men do you know and he's always been one to sort of chase women particularly native women you know she's just mm. kind of shrugging it off blokes yeah. man. So, sorry blokes 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 in, in both of these them. first Can't two films they just you know we're a bunch of pricks i know that's a good point <laughs> in both of the in yeah it's true um in fact there's a real theme across across this this bundle of uh mm. masculinity kind of gone wrong isn't, isn't there? there definitely yeah. i like how this in this film the the portrayal of men and women was really stark at the end it was as though they were trying to say something really early on because we opened with all the women praying and it was only women yeah and then it went to all the men in power in uh you know a political situation you know um and then back to i think the servants who were all women so I felt they were making right. a very clear point. I'm not sure what it is other than to 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 make it about men and women separately. <laughs> it's interesting. So this this, this director, um, J. Roy Bustamante, I can't say his name properly, but I'm sure it's something like that. I think it's he, probably Jairo. Jairo, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he, he's made a bunch of... He's made a few films. I don't think any of them are horrors or uh, mm. paranormal films, but uh, he, he seems quite political and and he's got like social messages seem to be a theme through them. Um, I think that's some of the stuff that he did the best in this film. And also I've never seen a film with so many still single shots. Like every single scene, almost every single scene is ah. a single shot that's not moving it's just a locked camera. That's yeah. unusual. And and at first I was a bit uncomfortable. I was sort of like, what are we doing? This is a bit weird. But then by the end of it, you kind of um, you've you're fully absorbed into the style of storytelling. And then a couple times he cuts mid scene to another character, and then that started to like like throw me off. Like, whoa, wait, 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 we're cutting now. You can't start cutting halfway through the film. If you're going to make the rules, stick to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was quite enjoying never seeing that character. I just hearing his voice off camera somewhere, and then you cut to him. That's bizarre. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I love it. I love it when that's done. Woody Allen does that well. I think. Um, yeah. Juxtaposing the the visual and the and the audio being somewhere off off camera. I didn't notice it in this film though. So you, you're oh. saying. Uh, Almost I'll, every shot, every scene is a single shot. Yeah. Uh, and there's, and it's like he's gone, it's like he's gone very carefully. What is the one place I can put a camera in this room <laughs> where I will capture everything that's required to tell this scene? Yeah. And he will find that spot, lock it, and go, okay, done. Job's go, job everybody. done. <laughs> job done. <laughs> Run the scene. And then the next scene is that again. Yeah, it's quite it's quite amazing. There was some there was some nice nicely framed scenes and and scenes that played out nicely. I, I didn't see that as a uh, 
something that was repeated, to be honest, but the, there was a scene where the three generations of women were sitting on the stairs. I thought that was quite a nice mm, visual. Yeah, yes. Um, and, you know, said had a lot of subtext, I guess. Uh, the other one I enjoyed was the um, in the courtroom where the the witnesses, whether it be they, they victims or witnesses, I wasn't sure, but all the Mayan women yeah. coming up and, and having their say and they would say it in their language and then you'd, you'd have to wait and listen to it all in their words. Then they would translate it. I just thought firstly the, the framing of the shot, it was powerful, but also the, the timing was really, really cool. And he's made a couple films where they speak that native um, language. I want to say, I'm going to murder it, Kakchikel, something like that. That Kak- must be exactly, I, I trust you to know exactly trust, how it's pronounced. That's exactly how it's pronounced. Um, but anyway, it's a really interesting language to listen to. It's It's got these sharp little mm. crunchy bits to it, you know, which are really, to my ear, are interesting in themselves. And I think he's aware of this. Uh, so to have them just speak the language and then have someone translate it, pretty clever. It's cool. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a really – I respected the fact that they played that long in order to get that across to yeah. to show that the the sound of the language is important, you know, and the – And the women are all veiled and wearing mm. really interesting traditional clothing. Uh, it was quite an, an impactful scene, that one. And, yeah, of course, the stories they're telling are horrific. And I'm sure it'd be more impactful if if you had all the background, uh, I assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I suppose if you imagined this film in an in an Australian setting, um, you could mm. you get a, you get a sense of how impactful that would be, if yeah. um, if these were Aboriginal stories being told about massacres and um, basically genocide. That would be so. I I, I suppose it's a it's a similar thing. For Guatemala, it's it's funny you say that because that's exactly what I was thinking as I was watching it. Yeah, I was I was imag- I was trying to work out my my own personal way into understanding the film, and I was thinking if it was an Australian one and it was it was uh, an Indigenous story that we're, we're overlaying with this horror element. Would I would I buy it and I probably thought maybe I would. <laughs> mm, yeah. But I, I, I'm still not sure. Hey, did you ever see The Nightingale? No. Um, Jennifer Kent's uh, second film that she made after The Babadook. I haven't seen it yet, but I wonder if The Nightingale is kind of that film. Mm. Um, I'm, it's something I need to go see. It's been well, on my list for a while. Don't, don't judge, but I haven't seen The Babadook yet. Oh really? Yeah. Which is, well, it's it's been on my list for ages. Clearly. Uh, one other thing: this film was in was in four by three. Did you notice that? No, it wasn't. This one wasn't. No, the other this film one was wasn't. Four. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to that. No. <laughs> it feels like it feels like I, it feels like that these films are taunting me now. They're just. Anyway. Yeah, I think we need to we need to talk four by three. Next episode. <laughs> Next episode. I think that'll be that'll probably take thirty I'm, minutes just I'm, on that. I'm getting confused with my films now. There you go. Uh, so, any other thoughts about this one? Anything? Anything you loved or hated? Worth noting. 
Um, well, a couple of talking points, I suppose. The the father, did you have any sympathy? Like basically what we're dealing with here is yeah. someone who has been a monster, has done monstrous things, but then we see him as a very vulnerable old man and I feel like I've seen that in other films or stories. I can't remember what they are. But um, yeah, it just made me think: where, at what point do you do you actually have sympathy for the man? I didn't have a lot of sympathy for him. I don't know no, why. Me, I, I me didn't, either. I didn't either. Didn't, and 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 I feel like they could have played that so that you do, but he just he's just so unlikable from the start. Mm. Yeah, he's, I agree. And I don't know what that is exactly. Well, no, I do. They don't give him, he's not given any redeeming features, you know. Do you uh, wish he was though? Like and that may be where because it's got a political um overlay or undertone, maybe it's difficult to make it make him complex. Uh but as a film as a story, I would have preferred to to be a bit torn to think okay, well there's the hum- the human inside the monstrous acts. I think I think particularly because this is happening inside his home to his family, mm. that would have been that would have been a cool play. I I, I agree. Uh, yeah, and it wouldn't have been that hard. It probably wouldn't have been that hard to give him something so that you feel mm. like. And it, there were a couple of little human moments in there, but even those were sort of patronizing and not that and not very likable. You know, like there's a moment yeah. where he tries to sort of comfort his his daughter and that comes off as just patronizing and just like something that an old grumpy yeah. dude would say, you know, like there's nothing, there's nothing you can really hold on to with him. No. And, and, and therefore in the end, you know, of the story, I, I didn't feel very strongly for him either, you know, when it gets to the end. Yes. And to Which, me, that's on balance, maybe a flaw. I think it's a flaw. I think yeah. so too. Yeah, I think that if you know, it's if you can make your villain, and I think he is the villain in this story because you're kind of all for the ghost the whole way through, right? Mm. You don't have any problems with her. Um, if you can make the villain likable in some way, you're, that you're you're winning. You know, it's a good thing yeah. to do. Watch the Joker make it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the. Um, what we could, of La Llorona herself, is it? I guess the weeping woman, it means. Ah, uh, does it? Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Did you know that it's, it's, a, it's a myth? Like it's a, it's a, um, it's a thing. <laughs> I assumed um, it was a myth of some sort because um, early on the, the uh, Mayan sort of housekeeper is saying it's her, yeah. it's her. So you get a sense that this is some sort of mythological figure that they're all aware of. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, all but one of them leave the home, and because that you know they don't want to live in a cursed house. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely get that that sense, but I didn't know any of the any of the story behind it at all. No, um, but the the actor who plays what's her name, um, Maria Mercedes Caroy. Yes. I think. Yep. I'll, I'll be stuffing that pronunciation up, but um, absolutely, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. This is support. <laughs> Maria. I'll, I'll go Maria. with Maria. Yeah. Um, I I found that she, when she entered the film, had quite a bit of presence. She's she's got a 
an aura about her that you know was I thought was well cast. Yeah, I agree. But by the same token, I didn't think she went anywhere with it. You know, it was just a, a bit like the uh, Rose plays Julia character, who just is this ball of nothingness in the middle of the film. I didn't didn't get all that much uh, fear or no. nervousness or anything much out of her at all. You're right, and she just sort of she represents the kind of she represents the 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 crimes that have been committed by yeah. the general and even though you know she turns out to be someone that he's killed in the past mm. and had her children murdered along the way you don't you don't sense that her story has much of a personal you know connection throughout other than no. just the horror of knowing that this happened you you know she she's very sort of she's almost a, a non-character yeah it's as though it's she's just the the personification of this myth that they all you know uh, in Guatemala and and beyond i guess probably the spanish speaking world I'd, I'd say uh she's just the personification of that character yes in in that atrocity situation um, and don't you sort of imagine that this this general would have done many other equally horrible things? Like that's the whole point, right? So it's of being a general. Yeah, just that he's mm. sort of what he's charged with is the is is a is a, a genocide. So mm. um, I think she's just representative in that way. Though. She is. I don't, that doesn't bother me. But maybe that's why, though. You know, mm. like if you're going to choose one story out of a whole bunch. I mean, the only other way I could see that that could work is a little bit like um, Flatliners. Do you do you remember that film? I haven't seen it. I know I know the film, but I haven't. Now I'm thinking back to the Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon yeah. version, yeah, where basically the the doctors have all been put under to see how long they can die and see if they you know oh, see yeah, a, yeah. see the other side before they're brought back by the other doctors. That's but when right. they all when they all come back, having gone for you know longer times than the last person, they all come back with a ghost from their past, and they're sort of haunted <laughs> by that ghost. And it it sort of felt like it could be that. And maybe if they'd played it a little bit more that way, this whole story could have become a little more interesting. So to do that, you would almost have to have the ghost have more of a story that you could you could connect to and more of a personality, and for the general to be less sort of just. You yeah, know, out he's sort of not even present really for most of this film. He's just off in his own world. If if he had more guilt personally and she had more of a story, then suddenly you know, yeah, there'd be a lot more going on. Couldn't agree more. Um, and then, well, in in a way, you talk about flatliners and and taking taking it to the edge of of what's possible with staying alive. Yeah, there was a little bit of that in in the underwater scenes. You know, trying to count how long. Uh, yeah, that was she could stay a, under, underwater. I wonder if that's part of the mythology. There, there was this whole idea of yeah. the weeping woman taking the children into the pool, or was this the daughter taking the daughter into the pool mm. so that she could learn to hold her breath so that she wouldn't drown? It's there, an interesting. There, we're, we're missing something. It clearly. didn't go some. It didn't really go anywhere in the end. Yeah, 
but it seemed like it was going to, and it's a it's an interesting detail. Yeah, I think what we could do here is strip out most of this film and just leave us with the story of this um, dictator crazy guy's wife and her yeah. journey. If you distill it to that, I think you've got a killer, killer film. You're right. That would be an incredible film. That would yeah. be like if, if more attention was spent just on that and we lost the paranormal element mm. and actually what we were dealing with was her trying to come to terms with her husband's crimes. That's, yeah, that that's where the interesting part of this film lies. Yeah. Okay, so mm. I think we both agree. You yeah. liked it more than me. We both uh, were on the fence. I was on the fence as well. I didn't love it. This yeah. is this is the weakest of the films that I've seen so far at yeah. MIF. But a, but a good effort none, nonetheless. Like I'd, I'd commend the filmmakers for many parts of it and just absolutely just oh, not as good as the other two. One, one final note, one thing I thought was brilliant. This film takes place during civil unrest and the soundtrack of this film is civil unrest and I thought that was beautiful. Like the whole way through the film there's people protesting and mm. the soundtrack of the film becomes the protesting and that's just a really great, great idea, like really, really well done. I'm so happy you mentioned that because I, I, I meant to and I was actually going to say it reminds me of The Lighthouse uh, because oh, in The, in the yeah. Lighthouse you've got the soundtrack being that the, the foghorn from the from the lighthouse and it's just constant and you're just living with it through the whole film. Genius. And this this was this was the same like they're having to live their lives there with constant protest the sound of that and that that would just do your head in. It would I, I was actually waiting for the wife at some point to just go out and just be like shut up you know right. just to lose it and it it doesn't happen but I, I was waiting for someone to crack cuz this the, it yeah. was because what a thing to live with day in and day out. It's just this. And they're, they're guiltless. Those, that, those three generations of women, they've yeah. done nothing wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, except you, you could argue the the matriarch has turned a blind eye to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think she's. I think she's probably a little guilty. But the but the others definitely not. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Um. I've I had one last reminds me of, and that was the. The M Night. Say his surname. I'm so bad at name. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah. M Night's TV series, The Servant. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it. I've been wanting to. Have you seen it? Yes, yes, I've seen it. And the, I won't give away anything really, other than the a servant comes into the house uh, to serve, <laughs> and uh, is havoc. Yeah, is of dubious help. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> oh, I have to see that next. He's he's made a real turnaround. Do you think this is continuing the trend of him sort of coming back into his own? That that show. Oh, probably. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. Probably. There's there's a few key M ninety things. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it's good in a it's good way or a bad way. It's not without its flaws. Yeah, but it's really interesting to watch. Okay, and, good. And to you, you know, the, probably the most fun of his his films uh, is trying to work out 
where you are and what, what you know, yeah. what, where can I find safe ground to to understand this thing? <laughs> so, so, so you are feeling that through a lot of it. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. I, I I think since the visit, he's really come around, and it's great, great to see. Yeah, he's got some good I'm, stuff. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the journey. Having seen him descend into complete crap and then sort of pull himself <laughs> back up again is awesome. Well, so we uh, we're going to do eight films for this thing at least. Yes, for this at little least. myth extravaganza. That's right, uh, and this is three in. This is three in, and. Next one will be, what's it called? The final part of the Dark Thriller trilogy, Killing of Two Lovers. Killing of Two Lovers. So do you have anything else on this film before we wrap it up? No, I think that covers it all. Um, I would. This is probably not one that I, if I was going to choose from these bundle of films that we've seen so far, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't ask, you know, tell people to go off and see it, but it is interesting. There is There are interesting choices in there and I see exactly why it's in this festival. There's a lot to like there but on the whole I don't think it's the most successful film no I I agree completely I nearly when I finished it saw what seemed like a Hollywood version from a few years ago have you seen that or do you are you aware of it what it's it's called the 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 same 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 title I think it's called the curse of La Llorona or something like that so we should have both seen that and we could have compared it (laughs) that Um, sounds awesome yeah, so it would be – it's funny. Maybe that this, should be a homework film in, in a few weeks' time. I think so. In this case, I think I'd I'd rather see, you know, an Americanized version of the story, I have to yeah. say. Yeah, so probably. I wouldn't normally say that. Interesting. Yeah, no, I think you, I think you might be right. Um, the thing is, is if you're going to go for something like a paranormal film, mm. there's a lot you've got to get right. You know, yeah. it's, it's genre. There's – We've sort of talked about genre a little bit, but you know, um, you can lean on genre to do a lot of really interesting things, but mm. you have to get the key elements right, or else yes. the whole thing doesn't work. So, and I, and I feel like he's missed some of the key elements here. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Okay. Well, Doc, love it. Uh, another myth film down, and I can't wait to talk about the next one. Well, I'll see you soon. All right. Cheers, man. Have a good one. <laughs>